0: Welcome to Faith Center Foursquare Church's message of the week. For more information on the church or ministry, head on over to our website, eurekafaithcenter.org, or find us on Facebook or Instagram. Now, we hope you enjoy this message. I have the pleasure of speaking to you about generosity. Um, But as I was getting ready for today's sermon, I was actually shopping. I was at the Dollar Tree the other day. And anybody been to the Dollar Tree? Yeah? No? It's actually like a twenty-five tree now, right? Do you know that? So I was standing in line at the Dollar Tree, and there were like seven people in front of me. There was one checker. And for some people, that's frustrating. For me, that can be frustrating sometimes, but I was kind of enjoying the fact that I was at Dollar Tree with no children. And so I was just enjoying being in line. Like, I was just standing there in line until I saw the lovely, amazing, awesome lady at the front of the line dump like $500 items onto the belt. And I was just like, oh Lord, bless her. And bless me as I sit and wait. And the Lord was like, yeah, what does your shirt say? And it said, do everything in love. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. We're practicing that today. So she was there with all her items and there was this really nice younger guy right behind her and he had his two little items and he's Patiently waiting, and the checkers just beeping away. Right, he's getting through it. He's like, beep, beep, beep. You want that in a bag? Okay, here you go. Beep, beep. He's just going, and he was he was on a roll, and he just kept grabbing and kept grabbing. And so the poor guy behind her, before he even knew what had happened, the guy had grabbed his stuff and put that in her bags. And he's like, wait, wait, those are those are mine. And she goes, oh honey, don't worry about it. You just you just have a good day. You take your stuff and you go home. And it was like three items at Dollar Tree. So, I mean, it's not that that big of a deal, right? But what struck me was this man was utterly shocked that this lady had just paid for three items at the Dollar Tree. Like, he was so surprised that he was frozen. Like, he didn't know what to do. He's like, do I wait for a receipt? I'm not going to get a receipt. He's just standing there. And so she's looking at him, and the cashier's looking at him, and all seven of us in line are looking at him. And he's like, literally didn't know what to do. And so he waited until she got her bags and stuff. And, and again, it would have been his turn. And he's like, and the guy at the register just said, dude, have a blessed day. And so he went. But we live in a world where generosity, not only it's not the norm, it's kind of shocking when we see it. I mean, every once in a while, we hear a story about the person who paid for somebody's groceries or the pay-it-forward line in the coffee drive through You know, those are, those are really great things, and those bring joy and breed generosity, absolutely. But those are kind of the exceptions, It's not really the rule. Um, and a lot of that has to do with our attachment to money. How many people like talking about money? Right? Like one person, two people? Okay, you like talking about money? Good. You're going to love today's sermon. I'm so stoked. You guys ready for the holidays? I can't remember how many days left till Christmas, but when I hear that, I think, Christmas presents, right? Got to get the kids Christmas presents. ka ka-ching, ka-ching. Ready? Super excited, right? Yay, Christmas. Praise you, baby Jesus. Right? But it reminds me Of money. Christmas shopping reminds me of money, right? It also reminds me of, have you heard of the things that you're not supposed to talk about at like Christmas dinner? Right? You invite everybody over and what are you not supposed to talk about? You're not supposed to talk about religion, you're not supposed to talk about politics, you're not supposed to talk about sex, and you're not supposed to talk about money. Did you know that? Well, lucky for you, I'm only talking about money today. It could be so much worse. So much worse, Right? So if I asked you, I bet if I asked you, how much was your power bill, you would know, right? Or Christmas is coming, right? December is coming, January is coming. You're looking forward to that one, right? That power bill, the January one, definitely not my favorite. February, not my favorite. I I do not anticipate that bill coming in the mail. And so today, if you didn't know, most people don't like talking about money, Um, today we're going to talk about generosity. We're going to mention a few things about money, a few things about finances, but we're going to talk about generosity, really, and what that means and what the Lord has called us to. It's really fitting that we had communion today because one of the most generous things that the Lord did for us was to die on the cross for our sins, to take care of us. That's the generous spirit, the generous heart that I'm talking about today. Um, but it's important to note that we live in a world where money matters, where we have to use it, we have to buy things, we have to work, we have to do all those things. And in our homes, we absolutely acknowledge that, right? We have bills, we have power, we have all the things. And in this home, this house, this church, we have the same things. And I don't know if you know this, but in February, we have one of the most exciting opportunities for you ever. We have a members meeting here at Faith Center. And you know what we do at the members meeting? We throw up charts and we throw up graphs and we talk about money and we talk about income and we talk about spending, we talk about all those things. How exciting is that? In fact, this last year it was so exciting that only 20 people showed up. That's how much people really want to talk about money, right? And the thing that the Lord has shown me over and over again, we are so blessed and we are so taken care of. And the Lord has always supplied every single need that we have here at Faith Center. And I know that you guys don't get to hear about that all the time, but all through COVID, all through this last year of transition, the Lord has constantly provided over and over again. And not just provided, but provided abundantly so that we can do things like help a family that's going through a domestic violence situation and house them and care for them and take them shopping. Or we can put somebody who's been rescued from human traffic on a bus back to their hometown. Or we can care for the homeless and do a cleanup in the middle of town. We can buy buckets, or actually the buckets were donated, but we can buy things to put in the buckets um, to go out and clean up and take care of our city. And those are the things get, that we get to do out of the generosity and the abundance of our giving. I tithe. The pastors tithe. We give offerings. You tithe. You give offerings. This is your house. You are the people who keep the water on. How many of you know it's important to have toilets that flush? Do you, people will not come to church if the toilets don't flush. Did you know that? Like, I wouldn't come to church if the toilet didn't flush. Seriously. Those are important things. And some of the time, we don't like talking about these things because it's uncomfortable. And as I was studying for this sermon, there are some statistics that are national, nationwide. 21% of Christians tithe. 21% of Christians give 10% or more of their income to the church. 50% of Christians, 50% of people who attend the church, don't know what a tithe is. But 100%, sorry, 99% of pastors know what a tithe is. So I think what we really have is a communication issue, not a giving issue, right? Because I believe that people are really generous. Now, I don't want you to freak out. I'm not going to ask you to, like, give me money right now. I'm not going to ask you to go work in the nursery for five hours, maybe later. But we're going to talk about the heart issue of generosity. And I have this theory I have a theory that we don't want to talk about money or finances or giving or our bills or anything else because it's just uncomfortable. Because over the years, we've attached feelings to finances, right? But as a community, the Lord has called us to come together in unity as one to discuss life, to do life together. And for better or for worse, all those things you don't like talking about, religion, religion, Politics, sex, money, those are all are part of life. So get get uncomfortable, okay? And in fact, I felt so generous today that I got you all a special gift. That's not true. I didn't get them for all of you because we're on a budget. Um, But if you look under the seat in front of you, you may find a glow stick. I say may because Lizzie helped me put them under there, so I cannot guarantee they all might be under one seat. I have no clue. But they would be under the seats in front of you. Some of them are like hidden, like under the little lip of the little metal piece. But if you have one in front of you, I would like you to get it out. If you are not accustomed to the workings of the glow stick, if you bend it and snap it and click it and shake it, it will light up okay? (laughs) Glow sticks are fun. You should find one. Now, not all glow sticks are the same. They're all different colors. Some of them are actually different sizes. Some of you have been blessed with a big glow stick, like under your seat. Can I see them? Can I see them? Can I see them? You got them? You got them? Okay, so these glow sticks are important. These glow sticks are gifts that have come from my heart and the dollar store. <laughs> Again, we're on a budget, right? Yeah. Also, I didn't know there were glow sticks at the store. This was not my plan, but I went to the store and there were glow sticks and I was so excited. The value of this glow stick really is little. I, I could probably guarantee you with 100% certainty that it is not worth $1.25, right? But I know some little people that these things are pretty high currency. I know some little people that are going to be in bed tonight with these glow sticks. <laughs> little later than mom wants, please don't call me and complain. <laughs> Generosity is freely giving one's support or resources to others in need. And it's funny because I told Lizzie because I had to explain why we were putting glow sticks under the chairs and she couldn't keep them all. Um, I said, we're being generous. We're giving other people things. And she goes, oh, so we get to be kind today. And I said, yes, we get to be kind today. And actually in the dictionary next to the definition of generosity, it says, see also kindness, kindness. When I was um, a stay-at-home mom with a bunch of toddlers and kids and sitting on the couch with tons of piles of laundry and lots of dishes in the sink, I would watch ellen the ellen show and she closes every show saying be kind to one another and i always thought it was so interesting that a secular show that was completely had nothing to do with the lord closed with be kind to one another and the lord calls us to be kind to one another to be generous in all things and it's modeled throughout the scriptures it's modeled in the communion today over and over and over again how generous God is, how much he gives us, how abundantly he gives us. And we see the early church in Acts, we see how as they were unified in their mission to share the gospel, their mission to create disciples, that they were unified in the messy things. They were unified in the the subject of money or the subject of provision, the subject of generosity, They took what the Lord gave them, and they held it like this, and basically said, what do we need to do to accomplish the Lord's work? For some of them, that was selling everything that they had. For some of them, it was all getting together and feeding each other and taking care of each other and eating together and and going to Costco together, right? Going to Costco, let's buy in bulk so we can split everything up so that we can all be fed on a reasonable budget. Some of us do the same thing. Generosity at its core comes from us holding everything in common. And today I wanna talk about the heart issue of generosity. And yeah, generosity has a lot to do with our money and it'll affect our money and blah, 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 right? But it really is a generous heart has nothing to do with your finances because a generous heart can give when there is no money. A generous heart can give when there seems like there's nothing to give, but the Lord will give you what you need to give to others to take care of them. And we have this misconception as I was studying for this sermon that grateful and thankful hearts create generous hearts. And that's not true, really. Grateful and thankful hearts create grateful and thankful hearts. Like, I... I have a glow stick, and I am so grateful and thankful for this glow stick. And I'm going to hold on to this glow stick, and I'm going to treasure it, and I'm going to love it. And this is my glow stick. Like, I'm so happy about it. Can you tell? I'm grateful and thankful for this glow stick. That has nothing to do with my generous generous or not generous heart. Okay? But a generous heart takes that glow stick, And says, I am so thankful and grateful for this glow stick. What can this glow stick do for someone else? Right? Think of the little people. I realize you all aren't as excited as I am about the glow sticks. Think of the little people. They're excited about glow sticks. So today I'm going to read for you in Galatians. Um, And how many of you know that as they wrote the Bible, they took... Letters and things, and they put chapters and numbers on them. And sometimes we miss out when we read the word like that. And so I'm going to actually start in chapter five of Galatians in at the very end in verse 25, because Paul in chapter five of Galatians is talking about what it means to stay in step with the Spirit, what it means to live a life according to the Holy Spirit, according to the Word, according to Jesus. And he's comparing the works of the flesh and the fruit of the Spirit that the Lord grows in people. And so in chapter 5, verse 25, it says, If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, or envying one another. Those things are the opposite of generosity, by the way. Brothers and sisters, if someone is overtaken in any wrongdoing, you who are spiritual, restore such a person with a gentle spirit, watching out for yourselves that you also won't be tempted. Carry one another's burdens. In this way, you fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone considers himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Let each person examine his own work, and then he can take pride in himself alone and not compare himself with something else. For each person will have to carry his own load. Let the one who is taught the word share all his good things with the teacher. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. For whatever a person sows, he will also reap. Because the one who sows to his flesh will reap destruction from the flesh." but the one who sows to the Spirit will reap eternal life from the Spirit. Let us not get tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. Therefore, as we have an opportunity, let us work for the good of all, especially for those who belong to the household of faith. Oftentimes we read this scripture, and our thoughts and our minds go to the direction of What do I need to do, right? A lot of us go to, oh, if somebody's doing something wrong, then we need to uh, address that, right? This scripture is about sowing and reaping. This scripture is about generosity at the core, generosity of spirit. And it says, whatever you sow, you will reap, right? If we sow of the flesh, we're gonna reap of the flesh. And how many of you know there's a verse in scripture that says you cannot serve both God and money. Money is one of those, my grandma used to say, the money is the root of all evil. Um, but there's a reason that scripture points over and over again to really an attitude of generosity. That word isn't used very much in scripture, but all of the things that I've found to describe the Holy Spirit and to describe who Jesus is and what he did was that he was first and foremost generous in all things. And in church land, we kind of try to reduce generosity to tithes and offerings and volunteering, right? We talk about tithes, offerings, and helping, right? But none of those things matter if we, don't, if we aren't a people who have generous hearts, right? And so generosity really is a way of life. Generosity absolutely includes your money, but really has nothing to do with it when we come to the heart issue. Generosity is not a switch that you can flick on or off. Generosity is a way of being, a way of existing. It's a practice. It's a habit that you can learn how to be and learn how to exist in. But generally, if you are not a generous person, that, that is not a switch that you know how to switch on and off well. A generous heart can give with very little to give. A generous heart lives and exists to make the people, the world around them better. A generous heart wakes up in the morning and says, how can I help someone else? How can I serve others? A generous heart walks into the room and says, Lord, what do you want me to do for you today? How do you want me to be? How can I support my brothers and sisters today? Now, in the Bible, we do learn about tithing. Actually, tithing is as old as Genesis. It started started in Genesis, and the Lord has instructed us to tithe 10%, and that is how we run the house. This house costs money, right? It costs about $32,000 a month to run this house. And I don't know about you, but some people make that much a year. Some people don't. The average household income in Humboldt County, the average individual income, sorry, is $25,000 a year. And it costs $32,000 a month to run this house. And granted, that includes, I averaged that over the whole year, I didn't go every single month, I'm, I'm a busy girl. But um, that includes a new roof, that includes running water, that includes power, that includes all of those things. And I'm going to use a lot of words today, but the number two Number one and number two words that I'm going to use are the words we and our. Because we and our, this is our house. We build the house. We take care of the house. We steward the house. We pay for the house. And I think it's important as members and attendees of Face Center that you consider this your house because it is. Like there's no, I know that not everyone understands foursquare, but we actually tithe to foursquare. Foursquare doesn't pay for our house. We tithe 10% as a little church, a bunch of little churches all over the world, to the big church of Foursquare. And that pays for things like Foursquare Missions International, who's in Ukraine right now, helping people that are in war-torn lands. It helps for Foursquare Disaster Relief, who are in Florida right now, taking care of people in a hurricane. That is what big Foursquare does, and that's how our tithes and our offerings as a small church a relatively small church in the land of Foursquare, helps the world. And so everything matters. Every little gift that you guys give matters, and it really does. But we cannot give without generous hearts. The Bible tells us in Luke 12, 31, Seek his kingdom, and all these things will be provided for you. Don't be afraid, little flock, because your Father delights to give you the kingdom. Sell your positions and give to the poor. Make money bags for yourselves that won't grow old. An inexhaustible treasure in heaven where no thief comes near, no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where is your treasure? Where is your treasure? Because we are humans, because we have weaknesses, because sometimes we do sow fleshly things instead of sowing spiritual things, Our treasure isn't always where it's supposed to be but when we start to shift and change our hearts when we allow holy spirit to shift and change our hearts we can hold these things that the lord's given us with open hands that he can do whatever he wants with them but first we have to look at the definition of generosity the quality of freely giving one's support or resources to others in need the quality of freely giving Freely, freely giving. Not expecting anything in return. My best friend once told me Dip, no matter what's going on in your life, whether you're going to borrow money from somebody or you're going to give money to somebody back, or you're going to give money to somebody, let somebody borrow money, whatever. Give money, borrow money, whatever. Don't expect to get it back. Because it's not about the giving. I'm sorry, it's not about the getting back. It's about the giving. It's about the generosity. So, if you're going to loan someone $3,000, do it with a heart of generosity that doesn't expect to get it back. And that is something that she taught me like years and years and years ago. And I always thought, oh, that's a hard thing. Like, that's, if I loan somebody money, I want it back. And her, her point was, that's not why you loan someone money. You loan someone money because you want to be a generous person. You want to care for people. And that's kind of the other thing we need to look at is the currency with which the Lord wants us to operate. He's talking about spiritual currency. He's talking about treasures in heaven. He's talking about true riches. He's not talking about money. He's talking about the spiritual things. And when we read in the scripture where he's talking about what if you're trusted with a little you'll be trusted with much he's not talking about money he's talking about the gifts and the things of of his world of his kingdom that he wants to give us and if he can trust us with a little he knows that he can trust us with a lot but then we come back to that gratitude thing right in my brain i'm like it's a gratitude attitude oh thank you lord thank you so much Thank you that you've given me a heart of intercessory prayer. Thank you, Lord, that you've given me the gift of your Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you that you've given me these things. And I'm holding on to these things, these spiritual gifts. But how am I stewarding, stewarding them? Am I holding on to them so tightly and coveting them and loving them and caring for them so much that I can't share them with somebody else? And that's the difference between a spirit of gratitude and a spirit of generosity. A spirit of generosity says, thank you, Lord. Thank you for my house. Thank you for my car. Thank you for my job. Thank you for the spiritual wisdom to read your word. Thank you that I can get on my knees and pray to you and come to you, Lord. Thank you for those things. But I'm going to hold them like this. Because none of those things are mine. All of those things are the Lord's. And, like the early church, we're called to unity. We're, ta- we're called to be together in that. We're called to share both the tangible wealth that the Lord has giving up, given us. We're also called to share life together when it's not there, right? In hard times, we're supposed to sit with each other. But we're also supposed to share the intangible blessings, the true riches that he gives us of his spirit. And so everybody has a glow stick, right? Sorry, not everybody. Again, budgets. Sorry, I don't want to. I'm not discriminating. That's why they were loosely, randomly put around by a six-year-old who doesn't really pay attention. But what, what are you going to do with your, your glow stick? You can, you can, but wouldn't it shine to more people if you gave it away? And who values this the most? Right? Who's going to get the most joy out of this? Not me, I'm sorry. Like, I really do love glow sticks, but not as much as my six-year-old. So find somebody to share the thing that the Lord has given you with. Find somebody to just experience joy with, even in the little things, even if it's just a glow stick. Like, I'm serious. Like, you're going to give a little kid a glow stick, and I want you to pay attention to their face when you give them this glow stick. Okay? The other thing, and I didn't tell them I was going to do this. Mateo, Wendy, can you um, hand me those little things that are on my book? Thank you. So, some of you have big glow sticks. You have a bigger blessing. Does anybody have a bigger glow stick? Let me see it. If you have a bigger glow stick. You have a bigger blessing. You also have a bigger responsibility to share that blessing. You shine brighter with that blessing. But guess what? I have the accessories. I have the accessories. So your glow stick can be all that it's meant to be with my accessories. We all have things, right? We all have whatever we have, whatever the Lord's given us, money, time, energy, whatever. We all have those things. But the people sitting around you have the accessories. And you're gonna operate better for the Lord, you're gonna be brighter for the Lord when we come together in unity with the accessories, okay? So if you want an accessory, you can come get it after church. But we're better together, and that includes paying the bills, that includes ministering out in the community, that includes praying together, that includes small groups after church, we're better together, and we have to start getting comfortable talking about the things that we don't want to talk about. Okay? In the, in the next few weeks here at Faith Center, we're going to be talking about things that people aren't comfortable talking about. And that's not to upset people. That's not to ruffle feathers. That's not to push people away. That's to bring us all in closer as a family. That's to bring us in to being exactly what the Lord has called us to be, and that is a functioning body of Christ using each each gift, each blessing, each glow stick to shine brighter in the world and and using each other as pillars to lean on, as people to share life with. I'm going to close as we get ready to prepare our tithes and our offerings with 2 Corinthians 9-6. They have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever.